It's more time to compute with Point and Click Radio. Good evening, everyone. I'm Bob Lawton. I'm Jim Hyde. And I'm Toby Molina at the Point and Click Research Desk. This is the bi-weekly computer show here on KZYX. It's the place where we bring you the latest computer and internet news and answer your computer questions. And um, how are we tonight, Bob? Bob, Toby, how are we doing? Very well. Hi, Jim. Good evening. Happy May. Happy May to everybody. May the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with you. May the fourth, yeah. (laughs) And and happy Cinco de Mayo for for those who are starting their celebrations now. (laughs) Yes, and to all my friends over at the County of Mendocino who are switching to Windows 365, happy Cinco de Mayo. (laughs) 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 They got a lot of syncing, a lot of syncing on their plate. Mm. Yeah, indeed. Well, good luck to them as well. Yep. May the fourth be with them too. Yes. And... uh, we have a, a usual grab bag of items tonight. We're going to open up the phones and take calls later on in the program. But first, we're going to start out with a couple of tips from the point-and-click research desk and Toby. Um, and the first one is a really interesting one. And if you have an Alexa smart speaker, um, one of those devices that you can use to not only listen to this very radio station by saying, Alexa, play KZYX, but also radio stations from all over the world, music, um, and of course, having you having it turn lights on and off and things like that um we kind of discovered by accident <laughs> a new feature um in the uh in the alexa devices that's called whisper mode and here with the details is toby molina at the point and click research desk toby yes uh we discovered quite by accident that alexa and that's all alexa speakers from the smallest to the largest have this feature called whisper mode and uh, it's a little bit brilliant and also amusing. Um, basically, if you whisper to your device, um, the device, which of course I am inclined to call she, <laughs> but the well, device, it's a female voice. the device will whisper to you in in return, and it's more than just a lowering of the volume. She's whispering. It's an actual. It's a whisper. whisper. Um, so, uh, and although it, it, there's a certain novelty quality, it does actually have a purpose if you have somebody sleeping, kids are sure. asleep, you know, Alexa from the get-go has had a problem with her inside voice. <laughs> um, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it has been, she, I mean, the, the device can be quite loud, and if you've turned it up to listen to music and you've forgotten, it can get pretty brutal sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, this is a chance to, uh, when you whisper, the device will whisper in response. So in a normal voice, if you ask something, you'll get the normal response, a normal full-voiced uh, response. And if you whisper, and uh, I guess it's alarming to some degree how well it can hear me whisper from across the room. Yeah, no kidding. Which means that it's hearing everything that <laughs> yeah. we do. Yeah, um, yeah, that's the other side of that. Yeah, that is something to consider. Um, but um, there are three ways to, to enable uh, whisper mode. You can simply say... Alexa or computer or whatever you have your device, your speaker set to, uh, turn on whisper mode, and uh, the uh, you'll get the response uh, from the device asking you if you want to activate whisper mode. The second is to simply whisper. If you whisper, um, the device will respond. I think you just whispered to me. From now on, I'll respond in whisper mode. You can change this in settings. So I think you can't deactivate whisper mode. Um, 
uh, unless you go into the app, but there's no reason to because sure. if you don't whisper, it, it won't whisper. whisper. It won't, she <laughs> so, won't whisper back. Yeah. Oh, so it'll um, it'll automatically whisper or not whisper according to how you voice your request? Precisely. If you uh, whisper to her, yeah. she'll whisper she'll to whisper you. She'll whisper back. <laughs> um, and the other is to go into the Alexa app. Um, if you go into uh, settings and you choose voice responses, um, and then you'll see there's a toggle there for toggling whisper mode on. But really, just talking to the device itself um, is easy enough. Now, what we haven't tested is, I assume that's turned it on across all devices. No, no. It does not. I, so I, you I, have I, to tell each one. Yeah, exactly. If, so if you have one, you know, right. in the bedroom and one in the kitchen, um, and you tell the kitchen one, or the bedroom one, maybe that's more accurate, because maybe you don't want to wake somebody up, a baby or partner. Right. Um, if, you, if you activate whisper mode on the upstairs one, um, the, the one in the kitchen downstairs will not, will, will not, Automatically, so you have to activate to it at the it's or a, in the app where you or, or the yeah, it's, a, it's on a device by device basis. Yeah. Anyway, it does have a certain comic value and it does actually seem useful in a lot of instances where you need some information but you don't want to make somebody grumpy or wake somebody up or sure. just generally be annoying. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and it, and it is fun to you know, I. I Toby laughs me, laughs at me. Well, she laughs at me all the time. But in particular, she laughs at me because I always, or very frequently, will say thank you to Alexa. Oh, Alexa, yeah. And she has a val, a, a a range of canned responses. Anything from uh, anytime, literally, <laughs> to a weird little song that she sings. Oh, jeez. Are <laughs> happy to help, and sometimes I will just say, Alexa, thank you, and she'll whisper back. Happy to help. <laughs> really? Oh, so, yeah. yeah. It's, but it's worth um, trying just because it's uh, fascinating from a, a technology perspective yeah. to hear the whisper because it's a whisper. Yeah. And that's, um, yeah. it's, it's, it's just interesting. It's it not a very quiet version of her voice. It is an actual voice. And I can't, and I think of, of, of our friend Kim, Kim Silverman. Silverman, Kim, yeah. Kim Silverman at Apple. Yeah. Um, the, the speech. Um, genius and, and the the interesting coding that went into yeah. creating a the whisper. Oh a yeah, whisper. To build a voice. It's just I mean you have to do all these incredible things because language is so complicated. Not every pairing of two vowels or two, a vowel and a consonant or anything like that is going right. to always sound the same in every word. You have to build up sure. a, di a dictionary. And the uh, let's see, I forget what they're all—all all the little parts are called. But there's phonemes and sibilants and all kinds of fricatives. Fricatives, yes. Fricatives like a K sound. Right. Yeah. All yeah, that stuff um, has to be worked in there. So they've done. They built a whisper voice to go along with it. Now, yeah. do people have to update their machines, or does it happen automatically? I think they kind of update themselves. They update themselves. They? I have never update updated an Alexa device. Oh, okay. Okay. I think they just kind of an Alexa speaker. grab the latest versions of themselves. And maybe that's a setting that I that we've set, but I don't think so. I tend not to be an automatic update sort of person. Yeah. I'd like to know when things are updating and choose when I do and don't update, but I don't think that's optional here. Um, I could be mistaken. Yeah. So Yeah. So there's, t there's tip number one for you, for you Alexa owners, um, users out there. Um, play around with whisper mode. Just say to your device, either whisper to it, and as Toby said, it'll say, you know, hey, it, you, it sounds like you whispered. And I'll I think we've said back. it enough times during this last five minutes. Oh, that yeah. we may Probably have every, everybody's Alexa. <laughs> many people's. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. Alexa's already been converted, yeah. What about Siri? Is, she, is Siri keeping up with Alexa, do we know? 
I'm not aware of any whisper feature in Siri. I don't have an Apple Home. You know, I don't have, we don't have that device, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, but certainly on the, on the phones. Or the Google Home and, or the Apple, whatever Apple's version of it is called. The HomePod. Yeah. The HomePod. Yeah. Yeah, the HomePod. I don't know. By the I way, can't imagine they'll be far behind. If anybody listening has a, a original Apple HomePod and they're not using it, the, the price on those has about tripled since Apple discontinued them. Wow. Oh. Yeah, there you go. Well, there's a, there's, a, there's, yeah. there's, a, there's a retirement fund for you. Yes, there you go. Your <laughs> unused HomePods. Well, that's, that's, that's tip for uh, number one on tonight's edition of Point and Click Radio. Thank you, Toby, from the Point and Click Research Desk. She will be back in just a few minutes f- with number two. But this is a really good time for us to say, Alexa, please help support the KCYX and Z building fund. Because <laughs> that is to say, please help support uh, dear listeners, our um, KZYX um, building fund drive. We are in the um, a special spring pledge drive, not aimed at um, the uh, operating funds. The operating funds that we usually raise during this time are being provided by a grant that we received last year from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. And that allows us to use donations raised now toward the building fund. And you've probably heard about the um, the, the, the new building that um, KZYX has acquired in beautiful downtown Ukiah. And there is a, a drive underway right now to um, raise funds for the renovation and remodeling and completion of the studio facilities, which will enable us to move from our home of 32 years out of our mom's basements into <laughs> these uh, new studios in, uh, in Ukiah. Yeah, the new studio building is right north of the Ukiah City Hall where the Ukiah City Council meets. And uh, for uh, people who have been around for a while, it's in the building that was the former acupuncture clinic of the late Dr. Grace Liu. I know a lot of people went to that for their acupuncture treatments. That building has now been sold to KZYX and is in the process of being renovated. It's really a great building because it's kind of a... um, late 40s early 50s modern style single story with uh two separate uh building areas i think one's about 750 square feet the other's about 1500 square feet and there's like an open breezeway between the two so we can have noisy offices on one side and quiet studios on the other very very cool yeah one of the key reasons behind that move is that we're losing the ability to send our signal from philo over the years um trees have grown between the station location just off um highway 128 in philo um and cold springs mountain i think it is where the main relay for the transmitter is and um it won't be let long at all before those trees completely block the line of sight between those two locations and thereby basically shutting down the radio station. So that's a key um, reason behind that move. KZYX is still going to have a presence in Philo. There'll be a remote studio there and an office. Um, but um, the main production facilities and offices for, uh, for the station um, will be in Ukiah. And in order to make that happen and in order to, um, to, to realize that whole ambitious project, and it really is, uh, is uh, that we need, um, we need your support. And you can uh, 
be a uh, be a, a donor for the building fund um, in a few ways uh, because you're listening to a computer show probably the easiest way is to fire up your web browser and to go to kzyx.org and you will see the buttons on the on the homepage and um, there's a link to a really nice little um, flip book a little booklet that talks about the new facility and the need to move to uh, uh, to, to Ukiah um, mentioning again that a transmitter issue that I just discussed, and um, and you should check it out. And there's also a really nice thank you gift for a $150 pledge. There is a special building fund mug, which I kind of you know I like I like mugs. Yeah, I like I like my mugs. So I think I'm going to get. I think I'm going to need to grab one of those to do that. So kzyx.org is one. Um, you can also call 895-223-2233, in the 707 area code. That's the special pledge drive phone line. Or you can text to donate. You can just text kzyx to 44321. That's KZYX. Send the call sign, KZYX, to 44321. Yeah, and um, unlike other pledge drives, this one is specifically for just the um, expenses required to do this to do this relocation. And by, um, by jokingly referring to our parents' basement, us programmers, it's, <laughs> it's just that this, the Philo Studio has been rented all this time. And right. now exactly. we will own the studio. And it, it, it really is the signal issue that kind of pushed this to the front because this is Mendocino County public broadcasting. We are Mendocino County public broadcasting, whether the studios in Philo or in Ukiah or Mendocino. We're going to have satellite studios for local folks to come in and do their programs and invite their guests all through the county, you know, including yeah. uh, Mendocino, Fort Bragg, Willits, Ukiah, Philo. And the Ukiah Satellite Studio out at MCOE, uh, you know, a cooperation yeah. between the Mendocino County Office of Education and KZYX is still going to be here, too, which is which is great. And there's going to be an expanded news department uh, by moving into Ukiah. Um, and uh, so um, it's going to be a great new chapter in the station's already great, noble 32-year history. Right. And, um, and in order to make that happen, again, we need your support. So please consider donating to the building fund in, during this special building fund drive. Go to kzyx.org, call 895-2233, or text KZYX to 44321. KZYX, the call sign, to the phone number 44321. And there is a um, a special webpage for the building fund, and, and with lots of more lots more information and detail about the new studio site there. And, it's a pretty uh, little kind of pastel illustration of the building. Yeah, it just like it really looks inviting. It's very nicely done. Yeah, yeah. it's on a park. Okay. It's on a park like setting too. It's just really pleasant. I mean, there'll be plenty of places for people to sit around outside in the nice weather and just have it be more right there in the. Um, in the action, you know, of civic yeah. life, which is great. Yeah. Indeed. We'll have other right. other bits about the pledge drive as we go on. Um, what do we got next? Has Toby got more? more yeah, we got Wonderful we've got tips? Tip number two. Not one point, uh, tip from the point-and-click research desk tonight, but two. Two. Back to you, Toby. Um, on uh, April 27th, Google announced that the public can now submit removal requests 
for additional Google search results containing personal information. And that's um, big news. Um, the company previously had a very high bar for getting results with sensitive info wiped away. Um, and it can be scary to have your email address, phone number, home address pop up in search results. Um, and you need to take action to protect your privacy. Um, in addition to the removal of personal information, Google is considering, and this hasn't happened yet, removal requests for images of minors, deep fake pornography, and other <laughs> explicit content. Um, although getting results scrubbed from Google search won't remove web pages from the internet, um, it will divert one of the biggest drivers of traffic. So at least those corners of the web will be much harder to find. Um, there's no guarantee that unwanted uh, results will disappear completely, uh, however. Um, as a result of your request, the web page could be removed from all searches on Google or only searches involving your name or none of the above. You know, mm -hmm. There's no guarantee. Um, so this is a way to um, tell Google, hey, I don't want you showing my name or my address or my phone number when somebody does a search for my name. Uh, in specific places. In you specific know, places. This is a bit of a heavy lift if you want to do this. Yeah. It's not like you submit one request and Google's like, okay, I'm going to get rid of everything. Mm. Um, I'll talk a little bit about the process. Um, but uh, interestingly, um, during this announcement, Google's global policy lead for search, uh, Michelle Chang, wrote, Open access to information is a key goal of search, but so is empowering people with the tools they need to protect themselves and keep their sensitive, personally identifiable information private. And, um, you know, the, this process can also protect people from malicious doxing. Um, oh, if you're not, sure. not familiar with that expression, doxing is basically the um, malicious intent um, of uh, surfacing your personal information, your home address, your email address, your text, you know, your phone number, whatever, sure. for the purposes of, of being threatening or uh, harassment. harassment or whatever. And sure. doxing is a, is a problem that they, you know, that those searches contribute to. Sure. Um, and so that's both the both um, giving individuals um, empowerment to remove their own information as well as trying to prevent doxing is something that is are both uh, uh, different sides of the coin for this this move on Google's part. Nice. Um, so to begin the um, uh, the process, you'll go to the uh, Google page. Now this is a mouthful, but basically it's it's, it's called remove select personally identifiable info or PII. So if you do a Google search for Google PII remove, you're going to find the page. Mm -hmm. um, and if you and on that page you're going to see um, a big blue box that says start removal request. And but what it means is you have to have identified a page that you where you want your information um, to uh, to be removed. So in other words, it's not like a global request to remove yourself from Google. That it takes more. Uh, and and I'd like to talk about this on, a, on another um, uh, uh, show right. um, about how to remove yourself from the, the web. Um, but this, at least, um, if you do some sleuth thing and you find yourself in some places where you'd like to see yourself removed, you can start to systematically go through this process yeah. um, through the Google page. Uh, 
once yeah, em- you know empty your <laughs> empty your internet trash bin <laughs> as it were yeah, yes exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, um all that stuff can build up in there and it's it's completely out of sight <laughs> Uh, so it's it's not um, it's not a difficult process, but it can be you know it takes some some doing to to submit you know the various places where you find your information that you'd like it to. You can't do it for somebody else. Um, you can do it for yourself. You can do it for somebody you're authorized to do it for. I don't know what that authorization means. Maybe uh, you know a, um, some sort of legal um, power of attorney kind of thing where you can do you know, it for somebody I, else. I think some sites are starting now that our generation is is getting on an age. I think some sites. I think Apple does this. You can assign someone who to be like a trustee. If you pass away, they yeah. have the keys to your yeah. account yeah. and can do. Facebook go works and, that way too. Yeah. yeah go, who does, Jim? Facebook, Facebook has a feature like that okay. as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You go through and and uh, you can authorize somebody else uh, to to do that in your stead, um, which is a one great the, great feature. One of the things that's important to keep in mind is when you start this process, um, when you hit the that start removal request button, you'll initially be asked whether you have reached out to the owners of the website. Hmm. And it is absolutely not necessary to do so. You can select, no, I prefer not to, every time. There's no onus on the individual to actually try to do this on their own. I think they're just collecting information, or I don't really know why it's there, because who would? Right, right. <laughs> but um, you, it, they don't feel compelled to do so. You can say, no, I, would not, I don't want to. And uh, when Google asks what you'd like removed, you select um, personal info, like ID numbers and private documents. Mm-hmm. Um, but you'll see as you click through. And, and then once you've submitted, you'll get a confirmation email. Um, it's pretty um, standard stuff as far as the process goes. And, um, you know, one of the things that they have committed to is that these will happen quickly. I don't know what quickly means in Google parlance. Right. Um, but also they have said, you know, in other words, if, if you get rejected or, or you're going to hear one way or the other. That's what they've said. In other words, it's not going to just go into the ether and you won't hear back. If it's re- if your request is rejected, they are going to permit for multiple um uh, submissions. In other words, if you get rejected and you really want to get removed from something, you can submit it again. Mm, yeah. um, so that's that's smart. Um, and if you go to that page, that that um, uh, remove PII page uh, in Google, and also if you just look up anything about Google, uh, you just do any sort of search about Google making uh, it possible to delete personal information, you'll find 150,000 articles about it. And they all have a link to that page in, 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 on the Google uh, oh, cool. uh, web search. Um, yeah, I just did a web search for the phrase removal. No, remove personal information, Google. And the first couple of hits were, of course, ads <laughs> from companies that would do that, like Reputation Defender. Um, oh, yeah. uh, but um, the, below the ads, the very first hit was uh, that support page on Google.com. Yeah. Um, so there's also a fact on that page. There's a frequently asked questions list that'll give you an idea of you know what factors they consider when evaluating a request, and um, you know ask you know what kind of you know the intake form has multiple options for removals. Which option do I choose? They've, they've covered their bases very well um, as far as you know you're getting the information you need to try to get your information removed. Yeah. Um, this is a big move. Yeah, this it is, really is. This is you know this this is this is news. <laughs> it really is, and it's and, and and I mean, you just hit the nail on the head too when you said that um, this doesn't guarantee that 
all traces of that particular tidbit of information or that image of a of, an, of a minor or whatever will be scrubbed from the internet. The, you know the old saying of like if you don't want to if you don't want things to live on on the internet, don't go on the internet. Well, it's it's but, it's less that the content itself will be removed. It's more that the pointer, the fickle finger of fate that points people towards it is going to be removed. That's In other a great words, point. the content itself is there. Right, 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 right. It's a question of can people find it. Yeah. And that's yeah. really what Google is saying is that we're going to scrub it from our search. Right, that's a good point. That's Thanks. really what you're, what you're saying there. And another thing to keep in mind is that you're going to need to take a screenshot of showing where on this page uh, that you're reporting yeah. it is so that they aren't going and searching um, for this instance. So uh, taking a screenshot is easy enough. It's not something you're familiar with. Again, just go to your, your search engine of choice and, and look that up for your operating system. Sure. Um, and it'll be pretty easy to upload that screenshot along with your form that you're submitting. We'll talk that, about that in the future. Everyone should know how to take a screenshot. Okay. Yeah. Actually, on any of your devices, too. We should definitely have a, yeah. a on, I'm putting on, it on our, my list. On our screenshot yeah. clinic. And even recording recording uh, screen movies. If you have to, you know, if you want to describe something and send it to somebody, you can even do that on a, on a, on a phone or an iPad. And now you can record a little screen recording so that you can... Uh, well, I'm adding it to the list of future tips. I like it. And when you, Melina at the Point and Click Research Desk, informative and enlightening, as always. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> You're very welcome, gentlemen. Have a great show. Don't mention it. Hey, by the way, that last that last business business about removing the pointing link, that just kind of stirred up my memory banks. If I I'm remembering something from way 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 early, where somebody it might have been somebody in Spain was suing Google or somebody or something in a kind of a online defamation cease and desist. Do you remember that, Jim? No, I, I don't. It was somebody like a Spanish politician or something. This is the first time it ever came up. Somebody, I guess, posted a bunch of stuff or posted uh, articles accusing him of a crime decades before that he had been acquitted of or something like that, and it was tarring oh. his reputation. And it was out there on the internet and he had to go through a whole lot of effort to to try to get this stuff stuff scrubbed you know to have it not come up in a search associated right. with his name or something like well, that it's so, even harder to do it now yeah yeah because the internet because it's so vast and so deep and trying to uh, and that's why companies like uh, reputation uh, defender defender right. uh -huh. um are out there because they're they're good at it. They know how to crawl and find. And they oh. probably submit it to multiple search engines because yeah. that's the thing. This only, even if this, sure. when this works, it's only, it's only relevant Google. to Google. Yeah. So someone can go to a different search engine of their choice and perhaps find the same thing that they were trying to find. Right. Yeah. Still, I mean, Google obviously is a dominant force in the search business. You've um, done yourself a favor if you had it scrubbed from Google. Big time. Yeah. That's great. Thanks, Toby. All right, gents. Have a great show. Thanks, Toby. Thank See you next time. This is Point and Click Radio, the bi-weekly computer show here on KZYX, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting in Philo, Willits, and Ukiah, and Bob Lawton, yours truly Jim Hyde, and Toby Molina at the Point and Click Research Desk with you, talking about um, the computer news of the day, and we're going to open up the phones pretty soon and so take some calls and questions if you've got any. Uh, as a reminder, this is our spring pledge drive, and it is a different kind of pledge drive. It is not for for our day-to-day -day operations, but it is for the KZYX and Z Building Fund for the new um, facility in Ukiah that will enable
enable us to continue broadcasting because the trees uh, between the Philo studio and the transmitter are growing and they are on the verge of blocking the signal and preventing us from going on the air. Yeah, so, and this, this uh, is a problem that's just virtually impossible to solve. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there are a lot of trees. A lot of trees. You can't <laughs> cut down all the trees and you can't build infinitely tall radio towers to beam the yeah. signal. So it's just... Uh, it's time to move. Time to move. Yeah. yeah, and there's a there's a there's a lovely building in Ukiah that the uh, that uh, is going to be the future home of the uh, business operations and production facilities and an expanded new section uh, d- uh, department in Ukiah. Uh, the Philo a Philo satellite studio will remain. An office will remain in Philo, uh, and um, and uh, and in order to make all that happen. We need your support. So if you are able, if you are inclined, if you like what we do at KZYX, the local news and public affairs shows like this one uh, and the all the huge variety of music programming, not the kind that you can get on a even on a lot of public uh, other public radio stations in multiple languages. Um, and the vast majority of it, the local programming, the music programming, um, done by um, volunteer programmers who do it because they love radio, they love the community, they love the station, they love reaching their neighbors and helping their community. Um, I've been a proud volunteer programmer for KZYX at KZYX for 25 years, Bob. 25 years is my this is my anniversary year. For 25, and I you go back further than that. 20, to, 27 or 28 at this point, almost 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and I love it. I've been you know doing this show with Bob since 1997, yeah. and um, and Sunday evening jazz for over 10, 10 years now, um, and. And I love doing it, and uh, and that I think it probably sums up in a nutshell, ineloquently, but still, the uh, the, uh, the 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 feelings of the many many other volunteer programmers at the station. So, please help support the KZYX and Z Building Fund to allow us to keep moving forward and keep our signal strong. Um, go to kzyx.org. You can do it there to donate. Or you can send a text message. Text the call sign KZYX. Text KZYX to 44321. That's KZYX to send that to 44321. And keep in mind, for a donation of $150 or more, we will have a special commemorative building fund mug as a thank you gift. Um, there's also going to be a public display uh, of supporters on the Ukiah building. Oh, yeah. Is- this is really cool. There, um, I mean, A lot of our donors want to remain anonymous. We've read lots and lots of thank yous on pledge drives in the past uh, when we raise money for operating the station from people who wish to remain anonymous. A lot of people don't re- wish to remain anonymous. And this time, you can have your name permanently uh, added to the station because there's going to be a plaque of people who support the um, the station uh, the station building fund installed in the new station at, at some yeah. point so you can go down in kzyx history also this this is not just uh, cleaning up the signal and having to no longer pay rent to a landlord in philo there's a lot of really good new energy at the station i can feel it every time i turn on the um 
airwaves uh, yeah. at, at 90.7 or 91.5 and hear the people that are there every day running the station. And, and the news is better, the, the uh, outreach is better, and this uh, new studio building will absolutely in, improve that even more. So it's going to be much uh, more integrated into community fairs, local news reporting, and uh, being the, the needed local voice that we have. You know, it's it's yeah. going to get stuff right from the local people for things like emergencies and uh, what's going on in the county government, what's happening with your tax dollars, what issues are of uh, importance to local residents, you know, keeping heads up on all these issues. We have so many great public affairs shows, you know, from yeah. from running your house on solar panels to fixing your computers to <laughs> growing your vegetables, all that stuff. Uh, it, and this is just going to help us even get better in the next uh, next 30 years. And And the best part about it, too, is that, you know, the station's on the move, but it's not leaving anybody behind. Um, studio will remain in Philo. The Fort Bragg Coast uh, studio will remain. Um, the Willits Satellite Studio, I presume, I haven't heard about that, um, will remain. But um, the the main headquarters of the station, and including the expanded news department, uh, is going to be in Ukiah. So it's it's moving forward, but also maintaining the roots in all of the places where the uh, where, where the station has had a important studio presence um, over these many years. So kzoax.org is one place you can donate. And then with your text device, with your mobile device, you can send our call letters, KZYX, to the phone number 44321. 44321. And needless to say, you can also pop a check into the into the into the snail mail to oh, PO yeah. Box 1, PO Box 1 in Philo, and the zip is 95466. Nine five four six six. Yes, uh, definitely support your local post office too. Hey, speaking of calling, we actually have a call coming in. So, oh, let's do it. Maybe All we right. should check in and and see if one of our regular listeners has a uh, has some words of support for our building fund or yes, a computer sir. question. Uh, let's go to the phones. Hi, caller, you're on the air. Oh, good evening. Hey, I had a question for the two of you, and uh, before I start, I'm going to preface it, because I think we're basically generationally pretty close. Um, I've been teaching in Mendocino County since 1997, and uh, my wife and I are both, re- or, you know, I'm retiring in about a month. My wife retired two years ago, and uh, I have a gen- sort of general question. Now, we've had a, we've had a home PC for about the last 12 years that was actually built by a person down in Ukiah who does a computer repair business. Uh, it's been serving us well, uh, but it's starting to show its age. And at the same time, you know, I mean, our son, who is now 30, has, was impressed by it because it apparently has it built with some gaming elements. Uh, but the question is, at this point, we're kind of looking towards replacing it before it dies on us. And I'm just kind of wondering uh, what you guys would recommend, because really we don't do much these days besides paying bills, you know, um, answering emails. You know, occasionally you might, like, watch videos, but we don't really have, we don't use a lot of, we don't have a lot of needs as far as, um, you know, power. Is so, your current computer, is a is that, I, I'm sorry, sorry if I missed it, is that a Windows machine? It's a Windows machine. Again, it still updates, yep. but it's starting to show its age. Um, right. We had an update a little while ago that um, wiped out 
a lot of my data. And I don't know well, if that's a yeah. way of telling me that I need a newer computer or not. Mm, it's um, telling you you should have re- backed. It's telling you you should have backed up. Yeah, and I yeah. Yeah, and actually I just reset the clock because it was yeah it was that. You're Do right. you know? Have you been able to keep up with all the latest Windows versions with that machine? Will it run the latest uh, Windows Ten? It well, you know what? We mostly updates have been problem free, so it's is current. Okay. But at the same time, I'm just kind of wondering, um, you know, what's the, what's the expected lifespan on a PC these days? I mean, we've had, like I said, for about a dozen years, well, and I'm wondering, you've exceeded it. Sort of pushing the envelope <laughs> there, I don't really know. You, you've you've exceeded it. I mean, if you've gotten 12 years out of a machine, even for base doing basic, um, you know, web surfing and email, um, you've you've you have c- congratulations. Yes. <laughs> because and that is largely because. Um, web pages have gotten far more complicated than uh, over the last 10 years. There are a lot more gizmos and controls and gimcracks on today's web pages than there were uh, 10 or more years ago. And all of that stuff takes its toll. It makes a computer uh, earn its keep, its processor uh, earn its keep. Um, so, um, yeah, 12 years is a good lifespan. You know, email generally doesn't really use a whole lot of uh, of, um, of processing punch, um, but, you know, modern websites and certainly anything that involves multimedia, like playing video, watching video um, on the on the computer, that kind of thing can really benefit from uh, from something that's newer than, a, than 12 years. Sure, Zoom conferencing, okay. that kind of stuff. Uh, sure. really, yeah, really. yeah, and again, we've both done Zoom conferencing, um, again, because I, you know, I was teaching during COVID. Yeah. So about... I guess in the next four, again, I mean, we both like the Windows interface. Um, mm-hmm. We're familiar with this, but about how much, you know, again, um, how much computing power do we actually need? Uh, and, and again, at this point, we don't really look to, into it that seriously because at this point, it's like out of sight, out of mind. But um, right. I'd rather have, I'd rather actually be proactive if we can. Well, you know, I, I was just going to say at this point, it's almost hard avoiding buying something that has adequate computer computing power you know from, from sure. a decently priced um smartphone all the way up to the fanciest gaming machine desktop computer they're all going to do the basic web browsing email um you know online banking uh video conferencing all that kind of stuff one of the things you might consider though if that computer is a desktop you could do just about everything you're talking about now with the like a couple of uh, the Microsoft Surface products, the tablets. Okay. They'll function. Right. They'll what about, okay. At the same time, we have a fair amount of information stored. Um, so the question of the storage issue be a problem or no? Well, you, you still have want a lot to- of stuff. You want to back if you have a lot of stuff already stored that you want to be able to kind of be able to use it on the new computer, probably an actual laptop or desktop machine as opposed to a um, uh, like a tablet type device might make more sense for you. But I mean, there are so many great bargains in the in the uh, in the Windows world, um, you know, from you know from companies like HP. Um, what else? Who are some of their major current? Well, there's Dell, HP. Dell. Um, yeah, and actually, I have a Dell laptop at work, which again is far faster and uh, yeah. more responsive than what I have now. Okay, but should we get? Okay, we expect, uh, recommend external hard drive for backups because at this point we don't have that, and it seems like yes, uh, been dodging yes, bullets. I would recommend an external. And there again, the, the bargains are incredible. You can get a few couple of terabyte of small hard drive for well under, you know, small, physically small, for well under $100 on on, on the likes of Amazon. Um, and then I would also strongly recommend that you use a cloud 
backup service too, because a having a physical backup, um, you know, in your home is great. Um, but if something, if, if the worst happens, theft, fire, flood, a pipe burst in the bathroom upstairs, whatever, um, then your backup will go as well. So that's where a cloud backup service is really, really smart. We've talked about those a lot on this show, and, and we, we, should, we should probably do another show about it because backup is so important. Okay, and, and in terms of actual cost at this point, things are cheaper than affecting than they were when we bought things 12 years ago in terms of what bang for buck, I would imagine. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, are you thinking about right. a laptop or uh, or a desktop well, machine? You know, we, well, again, we we have a PC. For one of the things that's we we have a CD burner, which I realize is kind of like you know quaint technology these days. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but I still have a CD <laughs> a CD or a player in my car, so sometimes I download things and listen to my in my car. But uh, no, I see. Uh, honestly, um, you know, again, I think it's a good opportunity to actually just sort of kind of get with it. Um, it's just an odd thing. Like my wife. We just bought an electric car. We have a home charging system, and so at this point, I'm, I'm thinking now that we're going to be retired soon, uh, I kind of feel it's a good opportunity for you know kind of get up to date since right. we've been both kind of like you know just too busy to actually think about what we're doing as far as that you know this you know this issue. You know, HP makes some really nice all-in-one desktop machines that are kind of loosely equivalent to the Apple iMacs where the display and the computer is in one kind of big screen. Um, okay. And they're in like the seven and $800 ballpark for yeah. a 20, 24 inch screen um, that really has oh, some pretty wow. nice, pretty nice features. So, you know, I think something like that, um, you know, the way you're talking about kind of, you know, like you're, 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 you want to get with it, <laughs> to use your phrase. You'll have for some, some time. I, 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 I'm inclined to recommend a desktop machine over a laptop um, because of the screen size. Um, and I think you'll tend to get more speed for the dollar um, because one of the things you're paying for in a laptop is the fact that, is the miniaturization, um, and there are compromises that go into making something small. Um, so, um, I think something in that realm. If you look at some of those um, HP all-in-ones, is what they call them. Um, they're uh, yeah, you know. yeah. So, to, to look into, and actually, uh, that sounds good. Well, actually, my my older brother actually worked for HP for about thirty years. I'm sure he'd be happy to know uh, that that's still uh, something to consider. Um, okay, well, great. Actually, like I said, I mean, part of the thing is, again, my work laptop is just far more responsive. And I, at this point, you know, if we're going to buy something new, we just want to make sure that, uh, you know, it has the advantages of current technology without paying more than we need to. And it sounds like that sounds like something we all consider. Yeah, okay, and I, guess I would recommend, you know, like at least 16 gigabytes of memory, um, you know, get it, get it. Pretty much everything you can get uh, will be can have a, a base amount of memory that it comes with, but you can also pay a little bit more, and um, or in case a, a lot more if you want a lot more memory, um, and upgrade the internal memory because that will make it snappier, um, and that will be a great investment for years to come. Also, get a get a, a unit with a solid state drive for your internal storage instead of a spinning hard drive. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. okay. so solid state yeah. mem- solid state memory. No, yeah. So, yeah, solid state, uh, solid state storage, data, SSD, SSD. SSD, you'll often hear it abbreviated. That that will probably 
boost the price because those those drives tend to be pricier than the more mechanical spinning hard drives. But Bob's right, they're faster. Um, they are because they have no moving parts. They are tend to be more reliable. Um, okay. And it's again kind of a way of kind of future proofing to the degree that okay. you can future proof anything in this business. That's a good. Okay, uh, terrific. Okay, thank you. I don't want to take much more of your time, but uh, thank you both. That's very helpful. And uh, again, thank you for your show. I've been listening for I don't even know how many how many years. Yeah. Call us back when okay, you get some, case, something. Uh, thank you, and uh, again, let night. us know. Let us know how you like what you, whatever you've got. Call us back. Okay, I will be happy to. Thanks. All right. Good night. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Good luck. Yeah. There's uh, aside just aside from things being faster and smaller and uh, cheaper per per whatever unit you want to divide the dollars into. Um, there's been some security features that are now incorporated into um, all all digital devices they have things that are called like the secure enclave where your passwords are stored in a in a solid state area inside the computer that nobody can get into except you with your password and they have uh, chips that are are there to um, avoid you know things like hacking and things and and in a lot of cases to get rid of what were insecure areas of the ordinary desktop machines that people would yep. find these vulnerabilities you know reach researchers and their their secret hidden laboratories have come up with these things and then the news would get hacked and spread around the internet and you know tips would be you know vulnerabilities would be sold on the dark web you know the so-called zero day vulnerabilities and stuff like totally. that and the uh, manufacturers have done a great job of trying to uh, head these things off and as they become problematic, uh, incorporate the solutions into the hardware itself, which is which is yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. I'm moving from a 12, 12 year old computer to a to a to a new one is going to is going to be a very rewarding experience for our previous caller. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, we have got phone lines open um, if anyone wants to call and give us a buzz and ask a question, make a comment, um, 895-2448, 895-2448 is the number. Um, in the meantime, we are also talking about our spring pledge drive aimed specifically at the KZYX building fund to make the move from the current Philo, the rented Philo Studio to an owned building in downtown Ukiah while keeping a satellite studio in Philo, um, in part to expand the nose operations, um, in part because the trees that are growing between the station in Philo and the transmitter on top of a mountain are growing to the point where the signal is on the verge of being blocked. And um, so um, if you would like our listeners, if you like, I uh, would like to help support the station and support the building fund and the move to Ukiah and the um, the forward progress of the radio station. Please go to kzyx.org to um, to make a donation. A $150 or larger donation will get you a commemorative building fund 14-ounce ceramic mug. I've got my eye on one of those myself because I am a big fan of custom coffee mugs and yeah. of coffee and uh and you can you can go to kzyx.org or you can text our call sign kzyx to this number 44321 44321 that's kzyx the call sign just send that to 44321 and um then we greatly appreciate everyone who supports kzyx 
in Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. Yes, indeed. If you listen during the day, there are challenge matches going on from donations uh, from funding sources that will double your donation if you make it uh, nice. when they are uh, happening in the shows. I think the shows during the daytime from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. There's the co- uh, right. there's the special commemorative coffee mug uh, that um, is available for a donation of 150 or more. And you can also have your name added to the public display list of supporters on the Ukiah Studio building when it gets erected. Which yeah, is also sweet. great. So this is this is like a, a a one-time deal, really, for when you consider how long the uh, station was over there in Philo since what 1985, I think. 89, 32 years. 89, yeah, 30. Yeah, it, it's always easy for me to remember because I moved to uh, to to the coast in 1989. So wow. Okay. Uh, my 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 t- time as a coastie and the station's existence are <laughs> are yeah. almost almost exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Bob Lawton, and uh, my radio partner here is Jim Hyde, and we talk about computers every other week. And um, I want to encourage people. I I mentioned last time I was on a couple weeks ago about a book I read called Creative Selection, um, written by an Apple programmer who worked uh, alongside of Steve Jobs back when they were developing the first iPhone. And his job was to come up with the the um virtual keyboard virtual because there were no keys on the iphone it was just screen and they had to come up with some way to input text and one of their um one of their guideposts is they did not want to have a dunesbury cartoon about how horrible the iphone text (laughs) input was because that uh, this is referring back to when apple had that product called the newton which which had stylus handwriting input and what was it something freckles <laughs> remember the uh, Dunesbury card it, it was i can't remember he was writing something and it turned out to be something freckles oh man um, grapefruit freckles or something like that but um anyway the the uh, the, the follow up to that is if you do a lot of thumb typing or finger typing on your apple device in particular but any device uh there are hidden secrets um on how to improve your typing and how to kind of trust the word suggestions. Now, when they first when they first came out with the very first iPhone with that virtual keyboard, Steve Jobs did not want a list of possible word candidates. He said he didn't. He wanted to keep it. His religion was to make everything as simple and minimal and easy, without distractions. Just you know, they just had the regular keyboard. Eventually, they started putting those word suggestions on there. And I've been paying more attention, and you can actually trust those word suggestions because they will look in the dictionary, and if you typed an O by mistake when you wanted to type an I or a P, it'll know keys in the neighborhood and and say, well, no, that really wasn't uh, an I, that should have been an O, you know. Yeah. And, and a lot of times, even though you hit the wrong key, it'll suggest the right word, and you can go ahead with that. But there's also a whole lot of of uh, shortcuts to use the dictation feature, which I've been trying to learn about. You know, I've been trying to learn how to do quotes and capital letters and parentheses and all that, and those are built into the di- dictionaries for doing the dictation input. And if you'd search for the device of your choice and say, um, you know, dictation shortcuts or dictation hints, you can, uh, a lot of times it's easier to dictate text in than to type it with your fingers. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So. Yeah, it's kind of amazing how, how it often, I mean, of course, you know, it is far from, fur, uh, from perfect. Everyone has funny 
autocorrect stories that they can that they oh, can tell. Yeah. Um, but um, considering that you are typing on something that is, you know, what smaller than a business card and that it works as well as it does is uh, is, is pretty remarkable. And also, don't forget about the, the dictation ability, you know, the little microphone that appears next to the keyboard. And um, that, again, has gotten way better than it used to be. And um, there are certain, you, you can even do things like, uh, say, you know, you can add, if you're asking a question, you can say the word question mark, you know, are you coming home for dinner? Question mark. Um, you know, uh, and, and, uh, and, and things like that. And you can have like paragraph breaks. You can say, you know, I'm, I'm going to be home at six, period, new paragraph. And it will give you that extra uh, paragraph space. So there's a lot of stuff that you can do with voice control um, if you don't like that little, not entirely perfect, yet still pretty remarkable little keyboard. Yeah, true. Hey, we got one more call, Jim. Let's get it in oh, before cool. the end of the show. Yay. Hi, caller. You're on the air. This is amazing to me because uh, I live in Casper, California. Okay. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, we hear, you. Yeah, fine. we hear you fine. Okay. That is so, well, I'd say so dope, but I want to be politically correct with technology. The point is, is that if you go from the roundabout in Casper, I mean, I mean in Fort Bragg, and you go to Mendel, you have no cell phone service in Highway 1. You're a senior and elder, and you have this certain... But I have U.S. cellular. It don't even work in front of U.S. cellular. You have to cross the bridge now. There's this uh, Star Wars war against corporate cell phone companies being greedy with money. And what I'm trying to express to you from someone who's lived here since 1986 from Elk Point Arena was... Uh, sorry, we can't have that go over the air. Yeah, call back uh, again. Um uh yeah we're back up now <laughs> so yeah there's you know there are some there's some cell phone challenges between here and the coast um it is not it is not uh, a completely uh, the, the communication conduit is not fully uh <laughs> fully complete uh, it's gotten better over the years um but it's not it's not uh it's not a hundred percent Right. Yeah. Anyway, there's always going to be places um, <laughs> where you can't get in. In this part of the world, always. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Okay. Um, well, we should probably just thank our listeners and yeah. remind folks one more time that uh, the pledge drive for the um, the KZOAX and Z Building Fund, the new studio in Ukiah, the expanded news department in Ukiah, the presence of a satellite studio remaining in Philo um, is underway. And if you'd like to support that, become a member, um, we encourage you to go online to KZYX and KZYX.org, and you'll find a donate button right there. You'll find a uh, some really interesting uh, information about the new building, about the need for it, the fact that the trees are growing in Philo between the station and the um, and the and the transmitter that are 
uh, on the verge of taking the station off the air, all of those things are working together to necessitate um, this new move from a rented space to a owned space in Ukiah. KZYX.org is the place to donate, or you can text our call letters, KZYX, to 44321. Yes, indeed. And uh, thanks to everybody, especially if you're going to help with the building fund, you can go to KZYX.org. There's about a dozen different ways to uh, help support our community radio here in Mendocino County. We'll be back in two weeks, Jim. I look forward to it, Bob. Me too, especially Toby's <laughs> tips. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. We'll have some, great. have some more great tips from the Point Click Research Desk. Yes, and in the meantime, teach your Alexa to whisper. <laughs> Thank you. Don't forget. Turn on whisper mode. Stay tuned for Radiogram. And um, we'll be back in two weeks. Good night, Jim. Good night, Bob. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM. KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM. And Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org. And consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.